This is a Boathouse Studios podcast. To support this podcast and other podcasts like it, visit patreon.com slash Boathouse Studios or subscribe to Boathouse Studios on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your ear content. You can also visit us at BoathouseStudios.com in order to listen to this podcast and every other podcast in the Boathouse Network. That's Boathouse Studios, B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S Studios, house spelt the German way. I think, Lisa, that you've been taken in by an obvious forgery. Unfortunately, historical research is plagued by this sort of hoax, the so-called confession. It's just as fake as the Howard Hughes will, the Hitler Diaries, or the Emancipation Retraction. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. Could you imagine if the Emancipation Retraction was a thing? (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Look at the political climate right now, am I right? <laughs> oh, ah. God. Oh, let's talk about American fascism. Oh, boy. For a little bit. Why not? Um, I've been uh, listening to a podcast very recently uh-huh. um, that's actually all about, like, um, uh, capitalism and the Koch brothers and, and not and they're libertarians and just, like, how insane that is. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. Um <laughs> uh, my name is Greg. My name is Alan. And uh, we're going to start, I guess we're starting off with two bad economists. <laughs> two bad historians. Or two bad historians. Yeah. Two I bad mean, this, this episode's all about history. That's so. true. And I am excited about that. <laughs> you like history, don't this you? This is my wheelhouse. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how have you been? Well, I, I've been good. Yeah? Yeah. Great. We watched the Oscars? We did. Jesus Christ, did we ever. Um... <laughs> Uh, hot take? You me have a hot take? Yeah, you have a hot take. I don't have a hot take. No, I think most of my takes are pretty pretty lukewarm. Uh, Olivia Coleman, uh, my favorite upset and moment of the night. Uh, best picture winner is a travesty. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Bohemian Rhapsody shouldn't have won as many awards as it did, or none. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I was okay. Okay, I was prepared and okay with Rami Malek winning. I was not. Okay, um, <laughs> who would you who would you have gone with of the nominees? I don't know. I can't the remember. Coops? I can't remember who they were. There's the Coops. Yeah, there's Coops. There's uh, the the dude from the Can You Ever Forgive Me movie, Richard E. Grant. I was he was supporting. Oh, was he? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That shows how much I know. Uh, yeah, I, Morton, Mortensen wasn't he? Vigo. Yeah, I wouldn't have He's, picked Vigo. No, no. <laughs> um, probably yeah, I would probably would have gone with Coops. Yeah, Coops was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Any hoot. <laughs> Let's not talk about that too much. Okay. Because I think it's been overwritten about. And I, really? I haven't seen anyone talking about it. Really? No. Oh. Well, I, oh, okay. I actually, uh, one of my, uh, the people I like to follow on Twitter had like a thing, I think today that was like, hey guys, I think we really need to talk about the Oscars and, and Green Book's win. It just really hasn't been talked about enough. And like clearly as a. Uh, you know, sarcastic thing, and I I very much enjoyed it because yes, the moment after that happened, everyone I follow was talking about it, and I'm just like, I mean, I enjoyed it, but I'm like, yeah, we, we don't all need to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> we can move on to other things. I guess that's the whole point. Yeah. Uh, how would you? How have you been? 
oh, um, you know, pretty good. Um, I did some volleyball last week or on the weekend and just got destroyed literally know. right before I came over to uh, the Oscar party. Oh, really? Yeah. We got just wrecked. Wow. It was... Uh, well, it didn't show. You were you were dressed all snazzy? And... No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, I had a shower. Okay. Yeah. yeah that explains it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I haven't had one today, but... Oh, well, that explains the other thing I was going to say. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's that's about it. That's cool. That's, I'm uh, I'm really excited to uh, to talk to our guest today. Yeah, uh, we have a brand new guest. We do, and it's Connor Christmas. Hi, hi, Connor. <laughs> hey, how's it um, going? Uh, Connor's a friend of mine. Um, also, he's an actor. Yep. He's an improviser. Yep. He is a stand-up comedian. Yep. He is a uh, he's a guy I know. Yeah, <laughs> quadruple threat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the as soon as you said he's a friend of mine, I just want to go. Connor is a friend of mine. <laughs> uh, do you do that every time someone says that? No, it's the first time I thought of it. Oh, well, there you go. I don't like. I don't. I don't know if it's every day that people are say this is this is Connor. He is a friend of mine. I guess um, you're not introduced. Sorry, sorry to hear yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just because yeah. I have no friends. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's, no one, no one. Like my cat can't talk. Greg, you're his first friend. Yeah. How does it feel? <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. This is the first time I've spoken to more than one person in years. <laughs> wow. It got dark quick. Uh, so anyway, uh, you need to. <laughs> no, it's it's a lie. I'm going on a. Fr- I have a friend date tonight, so I have other friends. Oh, few. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Let the record show. Yeah. That I have, that Connor, Connor has, has friends. friends. If you learn anything from this episode, <laughs> listeners, it's that I do have friends. That's right. Um, so, uh, with our new guests, we do like to do a little segment we call "What's Your Story." We like to learn about your history with The Simpsons. Uh, mm. well, you know, did you grow up with it? Did you just start watching it recently? Is this the first episode you've seen? That kind of thing. So just what's your what's your general uh, knowledge of The Simpsons before now? So my mother very much disliked The Simpsons. Uh, classic. Uh, I was raised in a Mormon family, and my my dad never ever weighed in on it. He didn't really care. But my yeah, I think my mom really disliked the the relationship between Homer and Bart. And I like as a thirteen-year-old boy would try to explain that it's satire and <laughs> and <laughs> that it's a comedic device uh, to wow. as th- at thirteen to to play on uh, to play on the the nuclear family that America has built. Uh, but she wouldn't let me watch it. That's insightful. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure it was a lot less articulate when I was <laughs> thirteen. It was mom, mom. It's a joke. <laughs> it's a joke. He's it's not. He's it's a cartoon. He's not actually strangling him. And they're like, he says foul things. And like, everyone says foul things. <laughs> so <Which is> true. <laughs> my, my relationship with The Simpsons to start was very much like the flashback button on the remote control. When like my mom would come downstairs, I'd flash back to like YTV or something like that. And then The Zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Zone with, it PG, started PG out. Phil. Yeah. And then it went to, to Sugar. Sugar, who had the oh, worst yeah, sugar, voice. Yeah. And then Carlos. I remember Carlos, and yeah. then I kind of grew out of the zone. All the PJs. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, what did PJ stand for? <laughs> Do we know? Personal. Personal uh, jockey? <laughs> Personal Johnson. <laughs> well, it's like VJ, I always understood, because it's video jockey. Sure, sure, yeah, right? sure. It's a play on DJ, which we all know is disc, disc jockey. Yes. I do now. <laughs> you never knew? I did. Oh. <laughs> what about MC? You know that one? 
Um, uh, Master of Hammer's first name. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> MC of the Hammers. <laughs> um, so you, so yeah, so you you grew up uh, not really watching it. Yeah, well, sneakily, very sneakily sneak it, yeah. watching it. Yeah, and then so missing missing parts, obviously, yeah. and then and uh, that that happened with multiple shows, but Simpsons was always like the main one. And then uh, yeah, and then I kind of. I fell away from The Simpsons a little bit, and I was I got really big into Futurama for a lot of a lot of my life, and like from like eighteen, like my university life from like eighteen to twenty two, twenty three. Man, I've seen every Futurama episode probably five times. Nice. And so I really I just love that world that they built, and I know like Matt Groening has also built the same kind of world with The Simpsons, but it was just never. It, because it was like maybe such an elastic thing where it was like back to normal every time, I didn't resonate with it as much as I did Futurama. Because even though it, Futurama kind of had a similar thing where like most things were back to normal, they would always like reference things that had happened or like changes that had been made. They have more of a like continuity. That. So for it, sure. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of grew and like I always appreciated that a lot. And I never watched it as a kid. Futurama was like very unknown to me until. I was like 17, 18, so I just kind of like switched. And then when I'd watch The Simpsons again, it would be like on TV, new episodes, and I'm like, I'm not into these new episodes as much. And they maybe should have, they maybe should have, st- all. this might be a really bad thing to say on this podcast, but maybe The Simpsons should have stopped. No, that's a that's perfect. Okay, that's cool. A, <laughs> that's basically the thesis of this show. Yeah, no. Okay, cool. I'm so glad you guys agree. <laughs> I was going to um, say, they, oh man. Maybe they should have stopped 20 years ago. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Mm. Maybe. maybe like 12 <laughs> seasons. Season 8, in like, my opinion. Yeah, yeah, season 8 to like, man, yeah, you just got to stop. And as much as I want them to bring Futurama back, I know that it's for the betterment of the world that it has stopped. Well, it was brought back three times, so... Yeah, that's true. And <laughs> well-deserved, and, but fourth, But no. each, ti- each time it was uh, uh, diminishing returns for me, anyway, because yeah. I was a big Futurama fan as well. Mm-hmm. The movies were the first, like, br- you know, return. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And they were kind of like, uh-oh. They were kind of like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> I remember enjoying them, but being like, huh. All right. This <laughs> is not, kind not of, great. I'm kind of forcing myself <laughs> to enjoy yeah. the canon. <laughs> and then they brought it back again to, I think it was uh, Comedy Central or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that was mm-hmm. better, in my opinion, than the movies. Like, mm-hmm. it was felt like real episodes again, um, but still a little trying too much to, you know, get the past glory. Same thing that yeah, went wrong sure. with Family Guy, in my opinion. Um, and then they brought it again at Adult Swim, I think. Was oh, really? The last I time they brought it back? No idea. For like one last season or something? I think it was even just, was it just Netflix? No, it wasn't Netflix. No, but, but I, I can't remember because like the yeah. channels in the US also kind of confuse me sometimes because mm-hmm. we, you know, we kind of conglomerate a lot of them into one like comedy network or whatever is. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> Like yeah, I think yeah. we get both Adult Swim and Comedy Central on there or something. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, but basically, yeah, I, I just remember eventually it was like, oh, it's still going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I watched the like the final episode and I was like, hmm. I actually kind of like the original finale, even though it wasn't meant as a finale with the uh, robot devil and the opera. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was very sweet where he mm, plays the holophoner yeah, at the end. that's one of my favorite episodes yeah. for sure. So. Yeah. I liked it. I think it was kind of nice, the ending they did, because it was like they're just going back to do it all again, which is exactly what the, the viewing audience was going to do. Yeah. They're just going to jump back to the first episode and do it again. Yeah, I did like so, that episode. Mm-hmm. The the final, the last three seasons, like yeah, at that network, whichever network it was, it had its own kind of. This is our Futurama kind of thing, which I I liked. They're pretty funny episodes, but they they're not the originals. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. 
Have you talked about disenchantment at all on this? Oh podcast? yeah, we're yeah. very disenchanted with it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I think it's a whole, all it is is a whole ploy. Someone told me a neat theory that it's um basically it is the Futurama universe, but it's like on a it's one of the planets that just they're just like far back in time kind of thing. So like eventually Futurama, all the characters are going to be a part of it. Like I don't know for how long or and regardless of whether it's in the universe or not or if it is back in time, they are going to have like the characters of Futurama in it for sure. Like hmm. I, I, I've seen things online where they like have already talked about it. <laughs> like weird. So, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Buckle up. Ah, uh, that's just like <laughs> that's just giving up. I think. You're I mean, not gonna you... give us our show we love. Well, guess what? We'll make a new yeah. one. No one loves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then and I feel like that's gonna... like what? such an easy like in the world of Futurama, it's such an easy like. Like, oh, yeah, but no, this takes place in the same world because, like, the Futurama world is so vast and there's so many planets and stuff. It's so the perfect. You could say the same thing about The Simpsons. Like, The Simpsons takes place in the Futurama world. It's just a different Earth than the one we know because they all have yellow skin. Yep. yep. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like it far away. It was the perfect and, cartoon yeah. in the sense that it was in the future and space travel and stuff, and it's a cartoon. So literally yeah. you can do whatever you want, and it's still logical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As yeah. illogical as it may seem. <laughs> Um, cool. Uh, do you have a favorite episode of The Simpsons? Mm. Like, can you remember one that was always like on the top of your your list? If you had to make one, the more? movie. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 I knew that would get a reaction. Out of Greg. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I feel like I probably haven't like recently watched the like the original kind of core content of The Simpsons enough to give a favorite episode justice. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So this one for now. Yeah, this one for now. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> good. Yeah. This is a good episode. <laughs> Anything to do... I, I don't know if... I might be thinking of two different episodes, but like... I really like the uh, the Bart like pranking episode where there's the, like there's the dance at the end and he ends up like trying to pr- like prank it huge. You know what I'm talking about? Is that the episode with where he puts grease in the dance? Yeah. Oh. I like that one. Lard of the uh, Dance. Yeah, it's Lard of the Dance. Lard of the First episode of season 10. Oh, that's a bad episode. (laughs) I like it. I like it. Mostly just because there's so much willy in it. (laughs) (laughs) By retirement grease. Yeah. 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 I remember that. I mean, the best part of that episode, which we'll get to when we get to that episode, is the whole North Kilt Town uh, exchange. I'm from North Kilttown. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just loved Willie as a character always, like forever and for always. Willie's great. Yeah. Don't touch Willie. <laughs> Good advice. <laughs> Good advice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. Well, shall we dive in? Yeah. So we're here to talk about Lisa the Iconoclast. This is the 16th episode of season seven. It was written by Jonathan Collier and directed by Mike B. Anderson. Original air date February 18th, 1996. Iconoclast, a person who attacks cherished beliefs or institutions. Yeah, rabble rouser. According to Google. Yeah. Uh, Two, a destroyer of images used in religious worship. Oh, Mm. different kind of rabble rouser. Yes. (laughs) Need more of those. (laughs) (laughs) You heard it here first. (laughs) This is Greg's call to arms. I don't like iconography. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, no, is iconography the destroying of the things no iconoclast is a iconography is just like okay so the kind of class goes it's like when you have a little statue of jesus that's that's iconography i see yeah Yeah. 
Yeah. Or Mormon Jesus. I don't know what the... Same Jesus. Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Same Jesus. He just came to North America after he... After he was resurrected. After. Oh, yeah. oh that's where he oh, went. He, oh, he was, well, re- he was, was like, retconned. He, he was in Jerusalem, and then yeah. s- somehow he appeared in North America. Sure, 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 sure. Probably a boat. Uh, tunnel, yeah. maybe? <laughs> yeah. Might have been... I don't know. I've never traveled off this continent. <laughs> I don't know how people get my around. Favorite, my favorite thing about that religion is that they just, like... They made it. Oh, they make it so believable when you're a little, a little young lad. When you're impressionable. Yeah, they're like. I yeah, wonder why. Yeah. yeah, a Jewish, two Jewish families mm-hmm. built wood flying saucer like shaped things oh and let boy. the ocean and let the ocean take them, and they landed in the North American continent, and that's where Native Americans come from. Ooh, old Jews. <laughs> <laughs> This is a great episode to talk about real history. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is actually great. This is yeah. a this is a strange uh, colonial history lesson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. right now, and it's like I'm probably paraphrasing a bit, and they would never describe it in that way. But yeah. that's yeah, they're like the two, like the three sons. So you got Nephi. He's the sure. He's the righteous one, and then you got Laman and Lemuel, the two older, and they're not righteous. Yeah, well, it's name like Laman. Yeah, and Lemuel. <laughs> Who the hell is that? Even? Yeah, it's like they it's like they meant to say Samuel, but they just wrote the wrong letter yeah. <laughs> on the birth certificate. They're like, well, your he's, name's Lemuel now. He's, he's rarely even mentioned after that because they split off into like a righteous clan of the Nephites and then the the non righteous clan, the Lamanites, and Lemuel is just along for the ride. So he's like the Blue Wizards in Tolkien's Legendarium. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you never ever hear about him until, yeah. unless you really dig. Yeah, you got a dig. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think? Do you think uh, was that all? Was that all written by Joseph Smith? Is that the the idea? Uh, well, the it was written, written by Moroni, right? Yeah. So who? There were there were different the writers angel? of. Oh. There were different writers of the Book of Mormon, mm-hmm. but it was just translated by Joseph by, Smith. Uh, gotcha. So the the father of uh, Nephi, Laman, and Lemuel, um, Jesus. I forget his name. Yeah, but he was like the he Jesus. was like he's the righteous man. Je- Jesus, yeah, it's Jesus. Yeah, Nephi Christ and Laman Christ and Lemuel Christ. <laughs> the Christs, yeah, you know the Christ family, the Christ triplets. Yeah, that's where the Holy Trinity comes from. Uh, <laughs> that'd be a great sitcom. The Christs, the Christs. <laughs> They're like getting in trouble, and yeah. Jesus is just like, hmm, like putting his head on his hands. Like, Who else oh, but boy. Jesus? <laughs> oh, me. <laughs> Christ is filmed in front of a live studio this is, audience. This is our pitch. Yeah. Any networks hey, don't, listening? Nephi, don't lie to Layman or Lemuel, or else you can't go to Grandpa's. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, if anyone is listening and we see a version of uh, the Christ on NBC this summer, we will know you stole it from us. Yes, yeah. you'll be hearing from our lawyer, mm-hmm. Michael Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> he's working for cheap now. <laughs> yeah, he's okay. really easy to get. This um, is uh, this is getting real <laughs> <laughs> topical. Yeah, it's all about lore. That's, That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this episode. Yeah, this, this episode's about all about of, lore. Of I'm so happy. <laughs> I love lore. Yeah. To... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, That's one thing the Simpsons didn't do. Oh, what? Make Homer Simpson Lord? 
Do you think that's why nice South, South Park, Park like went really yeah. off the rails? Is like we need like, to do things that Simpsons will never do. Did Make our main character the Australian folk singer, pop singer, Lord. New, Z- New Zealand. <laughs> New Zealand. That's right. Yeah. My yeah. apologies to all the Australians and the New Zealands out there. Yeah. Like, well, they probably want Lord for their own the Australians. Yeah. I just know they're they're very offended both ways. If mm. I if you call an Australian a New Zealander, offended. Yeah. Call New Zealand or Australian offended. You're very similar, guys. <laughs> just, just chill. Well, do you get it's offended like, if someone calls you an American? No, I don't give a shit. We're very similar. Yeah. Yeah, we are. That's fair. Yeah. Even now? Yeah. Even in the last two years? Like, it'd be one fair. thing if they're like, oh, you're, you're like a, a Trump lover or like, you're, you know, like some, some shitty American. But if you're just like, oh, you, do you live in America? I'd be like, no, I live in Canada. Mm-hmm. I would be like, how dare you? I'm not an American. I'm a Canadian PC thug. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Called a greasy thug too. It never stops hurting. <laughs> so Jebediah Springfield. What about him? He's a character. Yes, he is. He's this founder. He's in the, the founder Simpsons, of, the, of, the, of the town. In the Simpsons legendarium. Is he uh-huh. is he Matt Groening personified? No, God no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no. I guess no, Matt Groening's been in the Simpsons, hasn't he? Hasn't I he mean, a kind of. Yeah, he's he's definitely been in uh the there's a, an episode where he's in the um, in the courtroom, and he's drawing, uh, like he's the the sketch artist. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's the only time I can remember offhand. Well, also in he... the 138th episode, spectacular. Well, of course, get yeah. out of my office. Yeah, that's yeah. everyone knows that version of him. He murders someone in that episode <laughs> <laughs> with the gun <laughs> while doing tequila shots. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I thought it was licking stabs. I did. Hey, licking stamps? I didn't know what it was. Yeah, so I thought I, he was licking stamps. I was doing tequila. <laughs> just shooting yeah. people and licking stamps. <laughs> you know, just a normal day. Yeah, it, I know. It's uh, it's silly now, but, you know. <laughs> I like it. Kids <laughs> will be kids, and I, I was one. You were. Yeah. So, the iconoclast, Lisa. This is a great episode. I, I, I called my shot as soon as we started watching it. I was like, I'm going to love this episode. Uh-huh. And I did. Yeah. I did. Uh, there's a couple of jokes in it where I'm just like, Okay. <laughs> Such uh, as? Uh, mostly the, like, Bonesy. Uh, sure. Yeah, Bonesy. The, uh, I mean, I don't think that's... a song for nice people. Yeah, I was like, I was like that's not a... I, 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 didn't, I didn't find that funny. See, I, I, <laughs> I find it funny. I don't know if this is the intention behind it, but I found it funny because I felt very uncomfortable. Uh-huh. And so it's one of those, like, Curb Your Enthusiasm or the UK office, like, moments where I'm like, oh, this person thinks they're being very funny, but no one else but agrees. But they're desecrating a grave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, you just took his head off, and now you're making it a puppet, yeah. and everyone's cool with it. <laughs> I can see how it's, like, I, I can see where that comes from in a writer's room. Yeah. But I just, yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Joke didn't work for me this time. I like Quimby looking drunk and like joining in. Yeah, I liked that part. That, that was like, oh, okay. It's a very strange animation so, choice. Yeah, that was really weird. It's just jump in the middle of yeah, those just like, hey, guys. guys. Hey, oh, we're all revelry. buddies, right? Yeah. The revelry. <laughs> but at its core, this episode is a history lesson of Spring- Springfield. Yes, or Sprungfeld. Or Sprungfeld, whichever mm-hmm. you want to call it. Um, so both in the, the town's namesake, Jebediah Springfield, and of course the town itself, uh, we get to see a whole lot of things filled in that we haven't seen before, but have been hinted at sure. through uh, past episodes. One that I can think of is Whacking Day, mm-hmm. uh, where basically the conspiracy theory behind Jebediah is really starting to be introduced for the first time, uh, being like, how could he be there when he was technically over in this battle, blah, 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 blah. Um, they 
they realize in the Whacking Day episode, for those of you who don't remember, that Whacking Day is, in fact, a sham. To um, beat up the Irish. To beat up the Irish. Um, <clears throat> so... In, Seems pretty clear from the name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's originally split. It was a whacking day in in the lore of the Simpsons is to is to find snakes and kill them. Uh, and you're whacking the snakes. Yeah. But then, yeah, they find out in the episode that it was just an excuse to beat up the Irish. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, and uh, the iconography that they used was Jebediah Springfield whacking a snake. Mm. Yes. And mm. it's fake. Mm-hmm. I do, yeah, I do remember that symbol actually. Yeah, yeah. And in this episode, we get to see that not just that is, but it goes much more. It goes all the way to the top. Not really, but it's it's a it's a forgotten history. It's a it's a perversion of history. It's a lie, mm-hmm. which is a myth of sorts, a legend. Yeah, it's it's become mythologized to the legend point where story. the yeah, he's not even the man. The, like the man that he said he was never existed mm-hmm. in the first place, which is so interesting to me because their history is filled with these people, yep. with people who build a mythology up for themselves mm-hmm. and never get found out until they're dead. Yeah, you need or not a, even for themselves. Like, like in the case of Jebediah, it's like other people have built this legend yeah. on him. Like we, the the moment we get to see him, it starts I, with them though. Y- it right. starts with them, and they let people do it for them. Well, okay, it's, but let's talk about that because like the only uh, moment we see in the episode that I think is purporting to be real mm. is him writing the letter. You know what I mean? Him writing his confession? Yes. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like the uh, the episode is, is because of the framing of that uh, flashback is just her reading it and then it's showing him writing it, right? There's no reason for Lisa to be imagining how he's writing it or anything like that. It's just her reading it and then us getting, as the audience, getting to see who he is. Uh, everything else, I think, that we see in the episode is either just Lisa's dream or uh, is the little video at the beginning, you know, that kind of stuff. And but so, what about the attack on Washington? That's what I'm, I'm, I can't remember. It's like like a what reimagining of a real story, because it lines up with her evidence that she's yes. got. Yeah, she's got the she's got the strip from the painting, mm-hmm. right? So it would have happened in one of those ways, and it would like it's in history books that this that this pirate tried to kill George Washington. Um, I I think it went down that way. Okay. I yeah. Also, no. I, I, I do. Like, there's. I think. I, I think I understand that, that that it could not have gone down. That, that scene way. makes sense as well as being quote unquote real. Yeah. What I'm saying is, of what we see about the actual Jebediah, there's no reason to believe that he ever was like, "Hey, everyone, I'm awesome." You know. Oh, that's build a good up, point. Build up this yeah. legend around me. Doesn't like he this, say that he he like he hates everybody? Well, that, and that's the thing. Like when he's writing his confession, he's like he seems angry, like that everyone's like built him up to be this like uh, folk hero. And he's like, I didn't tame the buffalo; I killed it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and they did this to themselves. That's interesting yeah. because yeah. Uh, because yes, uh, history is filled of people filled with people like that who we put uh, hero and mytho- mythological status on, even though they have done. Not much, little to nothing. Yeah, to deserve it, but it's also filled with grifters. <laughs> no, and it's interesting that uh, that Jebediah doesn't seem to be a grifter. Right, he just seems to be a guy, He's just a pirate yeah. who just happened upon all this stuff, and then and people liked him. Was for kind it. of thrust upon him to yeah. be like, yeah, this this hero and founder for He's... some reason. It's... <laughs> yeah, like, and that's my I find that interesting in the episode. They never really explain why the like the town decided all of this. Like, why people want to hear him. 
Yeah, they do. Yeah. And they, he s- may have become like their de facto leader because he yeah. clearly lived there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And he shot the buffalo. Like, and I he can did. see. Yeah. So he's like, just the- <laughs> like the guy who got shit done. Like, yeah. Yeah. Probably. Like, I can see that scene of, uh, oh, look, the land cow. And then, uh, and him being like, don't worry, and like, shoot it. And then be like, wow, you tamed the mighty buffalo. He's like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, like them just being this like, like uh, foolhardy Simple crowd yeah, yeah, yeah that are just like wow you're you're the best of all of us you and, lead us and considering how the average person in springfield acts in the land of the blind the one-eyed man is king exactly right so the one with a little bit of common sense much like lisa mm-hmm. could be considered just like of course we're going to follow this person yep. and we're going to put them up on a pedestal it makes sense to me that yeah he's probably not a grifter yeah, uh, he's just a guy who was a kind Knew of how a, to do things who could do things yeah. and was a shit. <laughs> yeah, he was kind of a shithead. Um, how do we get across this river? You You're like, well, we we're gonna cross it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. You build a boat, a bridge. We we have any o- number of things. <laughs> we have ox. We have our wagons. We. We just, just we walk, have ourselves. It's we're, not that deep. It's just yeah, we could go or down until it gets shallower too <laughs> for the smaller people. It's summertime. It's not going to be very cold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll build a fire on the other side if you want to. It's it's fucking simple. That's what that whole model in the uh, in the historian uh, building in Springfield. That's what that was to me. It was yeah. like they just walked across it. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. The treacherous river. <laughs> And he leads them across the yeah. river. Yeah, it's like, he's, just, we're going to cross just the it. first person in the line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, could you imagine being in a time where that's all you had to do oh. was be the first person in line? That'd be pretty great. Or not? I think there'd be a lot of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess depending on if you like met some real challenges. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, "What do we do?" And I'm like, "I don't uh, know." <laughs> <laughs> oh dang it! Why was I the first to cross? <laughs> But so, so we get this, uh, you know, um, not to, like we're going to jump around and stuff, but I just want to talk about the, the myth of Jebediah yeah. and what it means. And the, the ending of the episode, um, I remember when I first saw this episode, like really kind of like made me think a lot, Yeah, <laughs> you know, this whole idea of, yes, he was a fraud. We've discovered proof that he was a fraud. Um, uh, you know, fraud maybe isn't the best term, but just like, wasn't what he was purported to be. Um, he was romanticized. He was romanticized. Yeah. That's a good way to describe it. And uh Lisa has that moment where she sees everyone like celebrating and like you know the good that this myth has created is greater than the the truth right mm-hmm. and that's like one of the first times I've been confronted with that idea <laughs> is when I saw this episode and uh you know it makes me think of like Santa Claus as well you know cuz like I've always thought about I don't know if I'll ever have kids but like I've, I've always thought about that because like I didn't as a kid I didn't really like the the like the revelation that Santa Claus isn't real, you yeah. know, and I don't think anyone ever does. And so, like, I always try to weigh the idea of quote unquote lying to children about Santa Claus for the joy that it will bring them until the, that can never happen again. Like the weight of that versus just telling them the truth from the get go and sparing them of that crushing like sadness when they realize Santa isn't real, you know. Like, hang on, what? sorry, Connor, you look like you just got really sad. Oh, I was just thinking, like, <laughs> my last name's Christmas. Uh, so, like, this is a thing that's, like, a, a daily part of my life. Right. <laughs> well, I just wanted to make sure you didn't think Santa was... Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I know. Okay. Well, if, you were, if we're really digging, 
you can call my dad Father Christmas. That's oh, a good does point. He, That's true. Does he yeah. travel around the world on New Year, or Christmas Eve? Does he? No. Oh. Th- so, do you know he doesn't? When's the last time you saw him on Christmas Eve? Every Christmas <laughs> okay, Eve. Okay, cool. Yeah. You have a better relationship with I your father parents, than I do. My uh, parents, <laughs> once, though, they hired like their friend. They got one of their friends to like come to our house on Christmas Eve. That's nice. And like dress up as Santa. And like oh, yeah. they're like, hey, look, Santa's there. So I was the kid who very much believed Santa was real. For longer than most kids, <laughs> and, and then yeah, and then I think I was like, it's a couple of days before Christmas when I was like, I don't even remember how old I was, and I was like, Santa's not real, is he? <laughs> and they're like, no, no, he's not. Oh, and I was like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, was go play now. that was that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was See, thinking about though, like, we're, we're getting into Christmas now, but uh, I was just thinking if you do just tell kids right away that like hey it's actually your parents giving you gifts and your friends and your family giving you gifts to show that they love you as opposed to this mystical man whose job it is to give you gifts he's <laughs> contractually obligated to give yeah. you gifts and if you're good then maybe people will be nicer and better to each other yeah i don't like for i, I don't know how like with your guys households but like for me it was we it was very clear my parents bought us gifts, right? Like there was mm. never like, oh, all these gifts are from Santa. We had one big gift that was from Santa. And so <clears throat> on Christmas morning, it's still like one of my favorite, you know, things when I was a kid that um is one of those like nostalgia, like man, being an adult sucks kind of things whenever I celebrate Christmas now. It's like we would have all our presents under the tree, like long before Christmas Day, but there would always be one like surprise. Christmas morning that was just like sitting out, not wrapped or anything, just sitting yeah. out. So like, you know, the Technodrome was one of my gifts once uh, from Ninja Turtles. And That's I like awesome. came upstairs and there's the Technodrome and they even put like a bunch of my Ninja Turtles figures in it in various like poses and stuff. And it's like from Santa and, you know, and it was just like the greatest thing because it'd just be like, I knew that I was getting a bunch of gifts, but there was always one that I'm like, it's, I don't know what it's going to be and it's going to be from Santa and it's going to be great. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I don't know. Like there's, there's something to being truthful about all of it, obviously. Um, you know, saying, Hey, it's all like, there's, there's not actually a magical being that travels the world and that kind of thing. But you know, the, the myth is there as like a, a, a metaphor for, you know, for, you know, gift giving and being good natured and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, and when I was a kid, like, I, 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 I am certain that I knew it wasn't real for a long time before I was, like, sure, you know? But I just, I bought into it. I wanted it to be real so bad, you know? Because it just seemed so cool, and it was just such a, like, happy thing uh, when you're a kid that you're just like, oh, like, what a, what a lovely idea that there's, you know, like I said, a magical being that delivers gifts just because you're good. And yeah, I don't know. Marge kind of mentions that too when she said, like, when my when my family moved to this state, we could have moved. Was it Stent Stenchville, <laughs> Stenchburg, 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 or Springfield? And you know why? And like, what I was thinking, the obvious answer was like, because no one wants to live in a place <laughs> called, Stenchburg. called Stenchburg. But she said, no, it's because everyone knows that Jebediah Springfield <laughs> is a hero, an American hero. I End of that, story. I yeah. thought that was really interesting. Yeah. It, was a, it was a funny mislead. So I thought that was like yeah. a, it was a good, well-written <laughs> joke. But then also it, it was like a very good crux of how the town feels about Jebediah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it is, I mean, like obviously San, like we talk about Santa more. I mean, we won't. But like that's a very different idea than like a real life, like mythological figure that did exist mm-hmm. and whether or not 
all well, the stuff we know about them are true or not. Chris Kringle. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, they're yeah, arguably. Yeah. Those, are, those are guys that yeah. existed. But like, so for, I don't know, let's say there was a dude named Jimmy Calgary that founded this city. Well, we can go into <laughs> actual historical examples if you they want. You don't want to talk about Jimmy yeah. Calgary? There was uh, a guy. Like a cool guy. The, it was, there was a dude with the last name Calgary, right? Was like, there? That's, yeah. uh, the guy who the uh, Northwest Mounted Police originally sent here to found the town was E.A. Brisbois. Mm. Um, and that's, that was, and they sent, um, oh God, who was it? Um, the, he, another one went all the way up to, I think his name was Walsh. Please don't quote me on that one, but he went up to Edmonton. And then of course there was, uh, James McLeod who took the southernmost uh, road and they found a Fort McLeod. And then, um, there was a Fort Walsh and then there's a Brisbois and this place was really close to being called that, but it wasn't. I'm not sure if the, if it's a person who this town is named after, or if it's, I don't know much I about always, the civic yeah, history. I always thought it was, but I knew I knew that a, m- a lot of places along the path were named after like certain forts. So there was obviously instead of founding Fort Brisbois, he founded Fort Calgary. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but uh, in um, <laughs> the reason I was going to use a, a fake I, person, I, I know, and I want to I want to actually give you an example of, of of one that's actually real from okay. our from our history, um, and it's from the from the War of eighteen twelve. Okay. Uh, and it's it's kind of cool because uh, it's a guy named uh, Isaac Brock. He uh-huh. he lived. He was a general. But it's a, it's a smaller example. And uh, what really gives him uh, mythological uh, status is a all of the paintings that we uh, we see him in, for one, and b what he did um, on the day he died. He led the. Uh, British assault against an American invasion at Queenston Heights. He was shot and killed there. And in history, there have been at least three different ways of saying his final words, which were uh, something along the lines of push on men, um, or like, never mind me, push on brave York volunteers, whatever, whatever, whatever. Point is, he was shot in the heart. The likelihood of him saying any of those things is very, very slim. He probably died before he hit the ground. Sure. Now, we give him a mythological status by giving him final words. Mm-hmm. And this is just a, this is a much smaller example of what, of what they did with Jebediah. Um, and one of the things that we see him in are all these stately paintings of uh, him shaking hands with like uh, uh, First Nations chiefs and everything like that and being the great peacemaker. Thing is, these uh, paintings never happened and the First Nations people that he is uh, shaking hands with never wore the things that they wore because they were from Ontario, and he's um, the painter, obviously. They're obviously complete... Um, Fabrications. I- Im- I- yeah, imaginations of yeah. things that might have happened, mm. right? In our in our own world, in our own history, um, which would have happened about 200 years ago, the same around the same time as uh, Jebediah Springfield was founding Springfield. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Let's... Uh, <laughs> That's fine. It gives you like something to hold on to, right? It does. Yeah. Yes. I I ask my students in the military museums is like, what's a better ending? Never mind me. Push on, brave York volunteers, and then he slowly passes away, or poops himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that'd be pretty. That'd be pretty funny. Yeah. No, be You're funny. one of those students, aren't you? <laughs> it'd be funny, but it wouldn't be inspiring. Yeah. Well, so okay, so the the. What I'm trying to I'm trying to get at, I guess, is that um, I'm I'm very much a, like a skeptic, and you know I, love, I like seeking truth uh, whenever I can. Truth seekers, <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's the theme song to my my upcoming uh, detective series. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> coming this fall on the Boathouse Network. Truth <laughs> <Jared> Seekers! <laughs> yeah, there it is. Uh, but, but, so like, when you think about things like this, where the, the lie does such good for mm-hmm. the community, mm-hmm. is that better than seeking the truth? And the reason I was going to use like a fake Jimmy Calgary is to try and like put it in our own perspective. Like if we found out there was a guy named Jimmy Calgary uh, who founded Calgary and uh, was purported to be this like humanitarian who just like helped everybody and like the spirit of Jimmy just like really makes Calgarians nice to each other. And, you know, we have a day celebrating Jimmy Calgary, you know, called Jimmy Day. And, uh, and you just, Not you know, Calgary day. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little on the nose. Uh, so. Yeah, it didn't pass the bylaw. Uh. But uh, they thought but, people but would be confused the... because they live in Calgary. Uh, yeah. It's like, every isn't every day Cal- Calgary Day? All right. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but everything, er, like everything that's brought from uh, that memory of this person, is a positive thing. And then say, you know, you find a secret confession, or even not even that, but you just like you dig a bit deeper, you realize, oh, this guy actually was uh, a murderer <laughs> or like a rapist, or you know, like something really terrible. Is it better to keep the lie? Uh, perpetuate the lie to to make the community you know good people, or is it better to seek the truth so that we're not celebrating a person who's actually a piece of garbage? You know what I mean? That's the world we live in now. Yeah, it's that's true. A that's hard, a that's a very hard question. It's a yeah. really real. I'm not expecting an answer. Question. No, yeah. I know. It's, but it's just it's something to think about, and that's what, like I said, when I first saw this episode, that's the kind of thing that it started making me think about in terms of like historical figures and just like yeah, like seeking the truth versus perpetuating a lie that does good versus mm-hmm. uh, does bad. And it really makes you wonder: Did she do the right thing? Right. Well, in this episode, I think she did because yeah. she would have gotten shot. That's right. Yes. We, we saw the Straight sniper. Assassinated. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she was about to get assassinated. So <laughs> she did the right thing. She did the right thing in the sense that she survived. She survived, yeah. <laughs> but let's take the sniper out of the situation. Sure. For Just for a hypothetical. Like, yeah, like for a hypothetical, let's say there wasn't someone about to murder this uh, eight-year-old child. Yeah. Um, let's say she was, uh, she came up here with the intention to, you know, tell everyone the truth. Would you believe her, did. even? I, well, I feel like most people wouldn't believe her. Yeah. Even with the proof, quote unquote proof. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, that's a forgery. You know, like they, there's very little, very little that can change um, people's opinions when it's that deep set. You know? Really? Wanting, wanting to believe in Santa. Yeah. Same, th- same kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, like you, you, you look for reasons to not believe it. Um, in this case, right? Like you, 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 your brain just doesn't want to accept, oh, everything I knew is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like, that's what Hollis is for. He's, right. he's there to represent that. Right. In this episode. Um, by the way, in the guest house today, we have Donald Sutherland. Canadian actor. And all around excellent vocal performance. Yes. I do think this is a excellent Excellent performance. He was I the agree. historian? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hollis Hurlbutt. Great name. Is his name. <laughs> and I love it. Um, can uh, I... Okay. Um, this guy, uh-huh. Hollis Hurlbutt, yeah. is exactly who you would think would work at a museum. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. He's great. I work with about five of them. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have the same mustaches? Uh, some of them have the same mustache, and one of them has the same mustache and glasses. Mm. Um, another one has a little bit of a... I'm not going to go into it, but... Well, it's even like... like uh, have you been to like the, the Banff Museum? <laughs> the White Museum? I think so. Hell yes. It's like all the stuffed animals and stuff? Hell yes. Uh, I... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> 
I just had a really, really, really vivid flashback memory of going through the White Museum, uh-huh. and I go into this into this room where there's a little video playing, and it's of this impossibly old person uh, narrating over. It's like I remember the times, and there was a golden river, and you said, and I took video of this, and I sent it to Alan. <laughs> Because I thought well, it was the, the Mountain of Madness yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. where Marge walks in, turns it on, and that happens, yeah. and then she backs out of the slowly, room so yeah. slowly. But it's this, yeah, it's a, it's the same idea, like the the historical society that we see for the first time yeah. uh, in Springfield. Yeah. Um, has that feeling to me? It's not like a museum, right? Like it's not a museum, like. Um, uh, I don't know. I can't think of a good example right now, but just, you know. Like the Natural History sure, Museum. Sure, like Natural History Museum where it's like large and, you know, lots of different exhibits and that kind of thing. It's like one tiny little thing. It's a house. It's like a house, a historical yeah. house that they And it's just like, here, here's, yeah, here's in, yeah. some stuff behind glass and you can press a button and a dude talks at you through a speaker. It's basically the Lougheed House in Calgary. Sure, yeah. This is pretty much, yeah, I think in, I grew up in High River. We had exactly that. Yeah. You could go to any other small town in Alberta. Is like a carbon copy. There right? will be oh, a yeah. historical society, yes. of some kind. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, I uh, I feel like anytime I enter a place like that, the person behind the desk is inevitably some very old person, <laughs> bless their hearts, who loves who, their yeah, just, town, who just like are wearing cardigans and they're sipping chicory probably. And uh, yeah, Hell's Hurlbut is a great Eat, designed character. Eating Jimmy Cakes. <laughs> Johnny Cakes. Johnny Cakes. Johnny cakes. That's ah, right. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Jimmy Calgary. Jimmy didn't Calgary. Make, didn't make Johnny the, Cakes. The cakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Cakes, by the way, I don't know if you're, apparently they're like a, uh, like a cornmeal flatbread mm. type uh, dish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never had them before. No, me neither. Yeah. Mm. That's the first time I've ever heard of that. Yeah. So I always thought they were like a sweet cake of some kind when like in the episode when he mentioned them. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. But I thought no, it was either a like, hot pocket or a sweet cake. Yeah. No. It's but a, it's like cornbread? Corn, like yeah, a, it's like basically a, cornbread. Yeah. Or like a wagon wheel. I like me some cornbread. <laughs> there you go. You'll probably <laughs> really like Johnny don't. Cakes. You don't like no, cornbread? I, don't. I really I think don't. cornbread's pretty good. Oh. Yeah. Every time I've had it, I've been like, this has always been underwhelming. <laughs> you haven't had good cornbread. I guess right. not. Yeah. Yeah, I guess not. The the South. Yeah, you've been having some North Civil War <laughs> women cornbread. You need some good old South Confederate flag. <laughs> oh boy! No, I'm just <laughs> make cornbread great again. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it, I don't think it's white people that make good cornbread. I don't think historically well, or stop being such a PC thug. <laughs> <laughs> I love that part. I think oh, yeah. it's so mean. She's oh. so Miss Hoover. Yes. Mean. Very mean. It's so funny, but it's so mean. She's so saying this to an too. eight. Oh yeah, like that's yeah. what we know about Miss Hoover. Yeah. She's this jaded old uh, spinster. spinster. Yeah, it's just you're like, the reason. That you're the, yeah, you're the reason I husbands. don't have a husband. Is basically <laughs> what she's saying to least this eight year old child who is just trying to dig up history on a celebrated figure. <laughs> Tell the truth. Yeah, yeah. It's very you're the reason very sad. I don't have a husband. <laughs> Uh, th- this is the what the second time she's written a uh, infuriated toxic essay. Yeah, um, cesspool on the Potomac. Yeah, and Jebediah Springfield's super, super fraud. fraud. I'd love to read both of those in their <laughs> super entirety. Fraud. Yeah, I feel like uh, this one she didn't she didn't put too much effort in the title. No, probably not. 
<laughs> uh, Cesspool on the Potomac I mean, is that's a pretty great good. title. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> I just kept playing Super Freak. Like, that's what I wanted. Super Fraud. Like, super Fraud. Her trying to, like, He's uncover the fraud. truth in a montage while Super <laughs> Freak was playing. <laughs> Oh dear! Yeah, oh dear. that's why I don't write for this instance. Uh, we also have uh, Phil Hartman. In yep. a brief role, sure do. Is it? I may have missed this one because this is the very beginning of the episode. But is it supposed to be Troy McClure as? Yeah. Okay. It is. It is him starring because I. I was like, okay, that's clearly Phil Hartman, yeah. but I like I couldn't tell if they. I think it says starring young Troy McClure. Okay. Yeah, and that makes total sense. But I felt like the character design was like off just enough from Troy McClure that it wasn't 100% sure. But obviously, yeah, if it's a young version, he doesn't have his his jowls or his uh, lines in his face yet. So yeah. <laughs> he's not an old, washed-up actor. Yeah, he's a super hunk. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love this whole video I just want to talk about for a moment. Yeah, let's talk about this video. It's brilliant, it's and so, so much comes out of this video. Um, one thing I really want to mention is um, when he's... Uh, after he's done riding the buffalo uh-huh. and we see it being pushed in, mm-hmm. um, I've always thought, like, I always was like, oh, they have it on, like, a weird little track. But the animators took the extra time to show an extra, like, just finishing pushing it uh-huh. at the very, when it pulls out wide. It's yep. very, very funny. It's and very good. There's, like, yeah, those s- subtle enough details in the video that yeah. if you aren't looking for them, you might miss them. Make um, it so underwhelming yeah. and so wonderful. Like, I love the, the cut to him riding the buffalo oh yeah (laughs) and it being clearly like a you know like one of those mechanical bulls or whatever that's like going very very slowly um but But he's still not even that because it's a (laughs) it's a gaffer just yeah they're pushing it but what i love is that even with it going so gently he still falls oh yeah (laughs) he still almost falls off (laughs) and that was probably the best take (laughs) yeah and they did 29 of them that's right and like something happened to the cameraman. It was almost like the cameraman fell off too, because then they like slipped down. Yeah, he, he <laughs> kind of, you kind see of the metal of bit. the bull. Yeah, <laughs> you see the head is missing. Yeah. Um, and then of course we get the boom mic. Yeah, right before his speech, yeah. and uh, it's just it's all so good. <laughs> um, but of course his his speech uh, leads us to one of the great Simpsons invented lexicon words. Um, well, two of them, but first in a speech, it's embiggen. Um, a noble spirit embiggens the smallest man. Now, uh, my understanding is when they first were doing this episode, that word was like, didn't exist anywhere. Like they couldn't find, like they, I don't know how much research they did, but they, they were trying to invent a word. However, I believe, uh, in the ensuing years, people did find that it was a word used at some point, or at least could have been used at some point, hmm. uh, that was just lost. Um, because biggin was, uh, I believe, like in old-timey speak, you know, uh, of just, you know, obviously to make things big. Mm. Um, and the prefix of E-M, so M-biggin, uh, also existed. Mm-hmm. So To biggin. To biggin, yeah. <laughs> basically, uh, to make things larger. <laughs> it, yeah, it sounds too good yes. to not actually be a word. Yeah. Yeah, I was very impressed. I was like... Oh. <laughs> And then uh, we get uh, the the great, uh, it's Hoover and Krabappel, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 And uh, I've never heard of Embiggen until I moved to Springfield. I don't know why not. It's a perfectly cromulent word. Um, 
They slip it in again. Which I believe is now, like, that was definitely not a word. Like, that was 100% invented by The Simpsons. And now is, like, pretty much in general, most people's general lexicon is, like, means correct or (laughs) proper. (laughs) Yeah. um, It's an adjective that was apparently coined by David X. Cohen. Um, it's uh, made its way into dictionary.com's 21st section, uh, century lexicon. Mm-hmm. The meaning of cromulent is inferred only from its usage, which indicates that it's a positive attribute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dictionary.com de- defines it as meaning fine or acceptable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is great. I just love it's little things like that that, uh, you know, obviously make The Simpsons. Uh, a cultural phenomenon. It's modern day Shakespeare. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. just like most people, even people who may have only seen little to no episodes of The Simpsons know what cromulent is. And they don't sound like gibberish words. Exactly. They yeah. don't. They really, and it's hard. Have you ever tried making oh, up yeah. words? They, you're like, oh, this just sounds like gibberish. This will never be a word. Well, it's like, like a lot of sci-fi, um, in my opinion, often sound like gibberish. Yeah. Um, and it's not, I mean, I shouldn't say it's not hard, but it, it it's clearly possible to make words that don't sound like gibberish that are new. Like if you look at a lot of, a lot of fantasy authors, I think actually are better at it. Uh, Tolkien, obviously. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, Relax. Like, <laughs> Greg, sit down. Whole <laughs> languages. Tell me Greg, one no, other. Greg, Greg, tell put... me one other who's better. You tell me now. Get off your soapbox. <laughs> I told you to quit bringing the soapbox into the studio. I will not get down. <laughs> oh, boy. Who wrote, uh, who wrote the Klingon language? Uh, probably Roddenberry. Actually, he probably no. didn't write the language. He probably just came with the idea. Like a Absolutely fan. not. It was, <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> I said sit down. <laughs> Gene Roddenberry. <laughs> uh, no, he definitely didn't, though. Um, it was, I think it was put together by, like, uh, I'm not even going to take a guess. I don't know. I don't know who it was. But like that, I mean, that obviously it's not like, as good as... No, like coming up it. with a different language, obviously, is a different thing altogether than coming up with, like, names for things or, like, things in, like, quote-unquote English. True enough, yeah. In, you know, in a fantasy or a sci-fi world. Um, uh, yeah, even... I don't know. Like, even stuff like uh, in Game of Thrones. Like, I feel like there's a lot of words invented for Game of, in Game of Thrones. I guess it's a lot of times, like, culture or, like cultural characters that's or like the difference races and, they're yeah. very like it's it's like it's okay because it's like oh yeah it's a new language so right. it doesn't have to even sound like english but these words sound like english right and yeah. are now english and are yeah. now used <laughs> yeah it's literal shakespeare it's yeah. like that's exactly what he did mm-hmm. yeah um and that is hard oh yeah and like i mean if you're if if we want to talk about like making up languages, that's like, I mean, you start with like basic sound replacements mm-hmm. for like you start with what does a th sound like in in this language I'm making up? What is all the consonant sounds? What what's the replacement? Yeah, and then you can kind of come up with something. Yeah, right. Um, but this working with rules. <laughs> Working with the rules of English that we have is pretty fun. It's hard to make a cromulent word. It's very difficult <laughs> to make a cromulent word. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's all try it right now. Okay. Okay. That's a great idea. Um, okay. You got one? Uh, maybe. <laughs> um, intersplite. <laughs> 
That's is that's very sci-fi. Yeah. Intersplite. Uh, yeah. Some Intersplite. Kind of computer word. No, it means um. It uh, it Use means it in a sentence. Please. Okay. Um. Commander, we have to intersplite the satellite, or we won't be able to come uh, to contact Mission Control. Mm, I'll buy it. Tranting. Tranting. Mm-hmm. Sentence. Tranting is uh, like, oh no, the the uh, the large herd of uh, wildebeests are tranting all over the uh, environment. Oh, oh, mm. that so that might already be a word. Maybe no, I don't. <laughs> trant. I don't. I don't think it's a um, like. You don't mean like. Uh, you don't mean like. It doesn't mean stampede. No. It means to like. It, it's like it's like the, somewhere around a gallop. Well, no, it's not. It's not like it's not. It's like a. It's like a, a state of being. It's what they're doing to the yeah, environment. Yeah, like the like oh. if they're if they're in this forest, they're they're the wildebeest are causing a lot of problems. Yeah. So they're tranting all over it. Kind of yeah. like tamping, like when you lay like. Uh, stonework or something in a garden, you have to like tamp it down. Sure, there could be yeah. some root uh, similarities to yeah. that, but yeah. it's uh, it, it doesn't, necessarily, it doesn't necessarily mean yeah. like their feet are doing it. It's like mm. the, if they're maybe their antlers are rubbing on the trees, uh, like the and grass like that's that tranting the trees, yeah. you know? Mm. Yeah. Okay, so two good ones. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> uh, Excluberus. Oh, okay. This sounds like a, a plosive word. <laughs> sentence please yeah, yeah. um uh i've i find uh every time i hear trump speak it's excluberous <laughs> oh so it means very positive it means uh yeah, enjoyable positive is this character you're playing Truthful. a trump supporter no 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 oh, it's just, by Con- any means, just no. connor's opinion yeah. okay <laughs> just don't don't mm-hmm. don't, so tra- guess- don't trant all over his opinions all right <laughs> <laughs> my opinions feel tranted on <laughs> <laughs> I guess it would, yeah, it'd be like a, some something similar to like outrageous or like uh, right. with a with a little Exuber- mixture of like negative connotation. Exuberous? What was it? Ex- yeah, exuberous. Okay. So, so you've got that's your synonym, right? I, so exuberous is I like outrageous, be, like synony- synonymous. It can with, be like bad or good outrageous. Yeah, but this is like initially bad like right right yeah. so in the thesaurus of our yeah. new our new uh, world and yours would be uh probably like destroying or yeah. you know uh making bad <laughs> right right mine's like separate sure yeah mm. interspite yeah. intersplite inter- inter- yeah. see hearing the word out not in a sentence i would think it's going in intersplite yeah it's but separating from the inside oh you've oh. thought about this before <laughs> this is from the Intersplite Chronicles, yeah, the, yeah, the book the series that uh, Greg's been writing. <laughs> Buy it on Amazon. Getting, getting the word out there early. It's an ebook. <laughs> it's five pages. Um, <laughs> just a definition. <laughs> and it's just me being like, and you can also use it for this. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make it time. a thing, everybody. <laughs> I'd read it. <laughs> The last page is just different hashtags you've tried to trend with the word in it. <laughs> Defs, definitely. Um, so we we don't really ha- we don't have a B story in this episode. No, I guess the closest thing we've got is uh, Homer being the town crier, town crier. Uh, but that interlinks with the um, A story so yeah. almost fully and completely that yeah. it just gives him motivation really do. because I we do love uh, Homer Lisa episodes. Yes. I love when they go on adventures. Together. Yeah, yeah. I do like, and I like how uh, it kind of, because there's been a fair amount of Homer and Lisa episodes up to this point, and I like how it kind of calls back its own continuity in that sense, where Homer's like, 
I like I believe you right away. And she's like, really? And it's like, yeah, you're always right about this stuff. I want to be on the ground floor. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the Homer Lisa episodes are usually them at odds with yeah. each other, right? And then like Homer learning that she's correct. Um, this one is like them joining forces together, which mm-hmm. is nice uh, because, yeah, there's no conflict in that sense. Like they're not having conflict uh, between each other. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit nicer, a bit sweeter. It is a bit sweeter. <laughs> yeah. And I really like that he puts her on his shoulder and lets her ring the bell at the end. And just him, like, bursting into Hurlbut's historical society and saying, like, yeah. like one, give me the... One, where's the five? Two, give me the five. Yeah. Town crier, <laughs> I need to ask you a few questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm... What is Hurlbut I have say? nothing like, but respect, respect for the office of town crier, but this is way so, beyond yeah. your du- jurisdiction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also... I have to say that they... This is something that... Like in all Matt Groening shows that uh, he does very well of like making these, they're primarily comedies and, but then he'll insert these little bits of like, that could have made me cry. Like just so touching of moments. Uh, And they did that in this episode to me where um, he's, he still has the hat, but he's ringing the clock because he's, he's, he doesn't have the bell anymore and they've been duped. And uh, when he says, oh, like, I'm the adult, I should be the responsible one. I shouldn't let you, I shouldn't let you let me get so out of hand or whatever he says. And that moment was so sad. Like, and then there's like the moment pause where nothing happens. And then like, and then it's Lisa having the bad dream. It was like that, that one little pause moment before the cut was like, that was beautiful. (laughs) That was beautiful storytelling. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons why this show is a lot more effective than pretty much every sitcom that was on the air at the time. Mm. They can they can actually you know be cinematic. You can well, shoot. I'm, you can get a, an angle from Homer from Lisa's perspective, right? Because the yeah. like the angle that you're talking about is like Lisa looking up at her dad. Mm-hmm. Can't really get that without being super jarring in a four camera sitcom. Very true. And it's also like a lot of people uh, who don't know how animation works a lot of the time. Will ask like wh- like what's the director for, on a, because they, in their minds the idea of a director is directing actors, right? Yeah, yeah. That's like the the Not general like the consensus shots. of yeah. But like that's why you know we can give it up to uh, Mike B. Anderson in this particular case because he directed this episode. That, yeah. that's the kind of thing that they they choose. Yeah, for for uh, animated shows. So so that thing that uh, Bravo. really affected you, thanks to the director. Yeah. Bravo, bravo, bravo. bravo. <laughs> Blah, bravo, bravo. But we don't bravo. see uh, the rest of the family, really. No, not really. In fact, this is a very uh, Bart-free episode. Marge is so tired in every <laughs> yeah. single scene. Ye old toast. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> like, that's a really great moment because she's clearly having an episode herself. That we'll never see. Yeah. Well, he's ringing that bell incessantly. But She's like, clearly, like, happy that he's, like, enjoying himself, yeah. you know, because there's so little that Homer gets to enjoy, I'm sure. I mean, well, that's not true, but <laughs> in, 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 the, in her mind, at least, probably, you know, like, it's nice that Homer's actually, like, having a good time with the thing and not dreading going to work and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, just the fact that she... She relents, like she she lets it happen, but she's kind of still pissed about it. Or not pissed, but just like exhausted, you know? Ye old toast. <laughs> it's just because so, she could just be like, no, I'm not doing old timey speak to this morning, you know? Like, yeah. But instead she's just like, yes, okay. Because she knows that it'll like move things along quicker. Yeah. What yeah. a great improv troupe they are. <laughs> just yes-anding each other. They That's are right, great. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
They are super great. But uh, yeah, Bart has very little to do in this episode. It's uh, it's weird. We see him in the background yeah, mostly. He, he shows yeah. up, I believe, three times. Yeah. He's got um, like one... The main line is after the dream. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to help you, George Washington. Even your dreams are square. <laughs> he gets a good zig. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that he's just standing there with a glass of water yeah. in his little pajamas. Well, yeah, he probably went to get some water yeah. and was walking back and noticed Lisa was shouting weird things. He's like, what's this? And he's like, oh, George Washington. Cool. <laughs> you weirdo. Let me help you, George Washington. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I really do love that reaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think it's a normal, honest one yeah. that anyone would make. Yeah, it wasn't even a, a, a joke as yeah. much as... <laughs> and so he also has uh, your big, fat, loudmouth. Oh, yeah. To Homer. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's just Aww. it's like a weirdly sweet thing. <laughs> you kids think I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone is so supportive yeah. to him being the town crier, which I love. I love even even Flanders to an extent. Yeah. Yeah. I also love that Homer's first reaction to seeing all the the old-timey jobs is like, I think I'll be a pr- an apprentice, March. <laughs> He's just so excited about it. That's it's very, my it's very cute. Yeah, that's right. Master to decide. <laughs> So good. Um, and then uh, the only other Bart line is uh, <laughs> the story about the Native Americans and the guns and the corn. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which was took probably the guns and then shot, shot them and then took, took the corn. The corn. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably not true. I mean, it's a lot more America. true than that reenactment video. That's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> well, just considering the history of uh, Springfield, you know. Uh, also, like Fort Springfield, mm-hmm. like um, they like <laughs> came over the hill. <laughs> uh, his there, <laughs> what is it? It's like we uh, need food and and medicine for our gangrene. <laughs> Fire! <laughs> that that white flag is no match for our muskets. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I feel like I wanted to say one other thing before I moved on to reference this, but I can't remember what it is now. Um, but this is a great episode. I agree. I, I really enjoy it. I love Hollis Hurlbutt. I think he's a great one-off character. Um, yeah, the, uh, the exhuming of the corpse at the end, you kind of mentioned it. Um, <laughs> a little weird. Yeah, it's based on Just an like actual way, exhumation, isn't it? Well, apparently it was a pretty common thing to exhume historical figures. Uh, usually not to, you know, research, but as like a publicity thing. Right. Um, so, like, you know, historical societies or whatnot would be like, oh, we're going to uh, dig up uh, JFK. I don't know. <laughs> oh, boy. We'll see if the bullet hole's really there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and uh, and instead of, like, for any reason, it's just like it'll give credence to our historical society. Like, people will know who we are because we're talking about JFK. Or, right. Yeah. Get funding. And yeah, stuff like yeah. that. So, hmm. um, yeah, but, I mean, it's one of those other episodes we talked about where the Springfield as a town is... Uh, in full display, very yeah. much so. Yeah, a lot of people get a get a moment. Yeah, in this and it's episode. and it's not usually usually when the town's in display, it's because they're a mob of some kind. Yeah, <laughs> um, they're all in this case. Not. It's actually yeah. the opposite. They're all like yeah. <laughs> celebrating each other, and like when Lisa tries to hang up the posters of uh, Hans Sprungfeld, like they're like get the hell out of here, you know. Yeah. Like for all of the sham that the truth about Jebediah is, like it's it's 
it, it it does the the lie does bring the town together, and I do understand why Lisa would be like, uh, yeah, this yeah. our town is either in a mob or a riot when they're together. So I would really rather see them like this. Well, and the the thing that sometimes happens that they kind of gloss over a lot of the time is like she's looking at all the people, but it's I think it's like Maggie, right? Like she looks at her her younger sister, yeah. And that's when it, like, I think it really sets in. And, like, there's that moment in, uh, is it Lisa the Beauty Queen, where she sees Maggie, like, smoking a cigarette, yeah. quote-unquote. And that's what kind of sets her off there, too. And, like, I think it's something that uh, they rarely really bring to the forefront, but I think is always kind of present, is Lisa really wanting to be a good role model for her sister. She really does. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's always, like, whenever I see moments like that, I'm like, oh, like, that's really sweet, and I kind of wish they'd lean on that a bit more. Um, because it... It's there are really... stories there that I don't think they've told. Yeah, yeah, which is weird. They've been doing it for thirty years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You think they would? Do, do you know said we need another know? episode about uh, I don't know Bumblebee Man. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's head on over to the reference. All right, desk. reference desk. So the opening credits or the couch gag, rather, they had the Brady Bunch. Sure did. Um, I thought it was Hollywood Squares. No. Incorrect. Oh, this is the thing I forgot to look up, so my apologies, but uh, Hurlbutt mentions William Dawes and Samuel Otis. Uh-huh. Um, I believe, as again, like we've talked about this before, sometimes the references are obscure, and that's the joke. <laughs> so I'm yep. pretty sure that's the idea here as well, but I, I, was, I wanted to see if they were real historical figures that I could get some info on, and I forgot to look that up beforehand. Greg's going to do it right now while I keep going. Um, here's Johnny Cakes. Yeah. Um, of course, Johnny Carson. That's the thing that he said, or The Shining, if that's your reference to that. Um, Chester A. Arthur was, of course, a president, and I believe yes, he was. I believe he did not have arthritis, but I don't know. Clever, nonetheless. <laughs> um, <laughs> the flashback with George Washington. Uh, apparently, he wanted like different Lucky Charms on the flag. Sure did. And Betsy <laughs> Ross. Uh, I think that was Betsy Ross, right? <gasps> I think, yes. Yeah, I think it's supposed so. to be yeah. Betsy Ross. Yeah, she got it all sewed up. Yeah, mm-hmm. in that show, Maud. Yeah, well, I'll <laughs> I'll take it, but I'm not going to pay for it. <laughs> That's a great line. Um, the Howard Hughes will. Uh, so these these three things, by the way, I mentioned at the top with that quote by Hurlbut uh, about the forgeries. Howard Hughes will. Apparently, there was someone who claimed that Howard Hughes, the millionaire, um, left uh, like a new will to him because he like. He was hitchhiking and he picked him up like this guy picked up Howard Hughes, who was hitchhiking and then gave, wrote him into his will is what this guy claimed. <laughs> I'd buy it. Um, <laughs> and they Insane. determined it was a, it was a fake uh, Hitler diary. Same kind of thing. There was someone who came forth, said, no, this is Hitler's diary. And they did like, uh, what's, what's it called? Like they looked at the ink or whatever mm, and like carbon dated. Yeah. It? And yeah. like deduced well, that, the, that it was written dating, like after Hitler died. So they're like, right. all right, get out of here. You clown. And then of course, <laughs> as far as we know, there's been no retraction to the emancipation proclamation. Um, not officially anyway. Um, and, uh, we got Ridley Scott and James Cameron mentioned by comic book guy. Um, he's got a script, I guess. Sure does. <laughs> Don't know what it's about. Um, and then uh, Long John Silver's is a pirate-themed restaurant chain, which is why it's funny that they don't want to be associated with a pirate. And William Dawes, 
was one of several men and women in April 1775 who alerted colonial Minutemen in Massachusetts of the approach of British Army troops prior to the battles of Lexington and Concord at the outset of the American Revolution. He's usually mentioned in the same breath as Paul Revere. Okay. Um, and Samuel Allen Otis was the first secretary of the United States Senate serving for its first 25 years. So even then they had a problem with term limits. (laughs) Wow. Ouch. Yeah. (laughs) Just a secretary. (laughs) (laughs) It's a problem. (laughs) Uh, and then of course, like, you know, George Washington and all that, like actual... The uh, Supreme yeah. Court. Yeah. Don't go to Janie's. Yeah. She'll fill the Supreme Court with boys. <laughs> with boys. <laughs> uh, that should bring us to our favorite joke. Yes. Of oh, yeah. the episode. Um, me, sir? Sure. Uh, mine would... Uh, okay. Yeah. It's... Uh, I think I could pick her off. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Wait. Let's see what she has to say. <laughs> and then the, he shoots anyway. And he shoots anyway. It's... Insane, and I've always loved that joke. I think it's very funny. Um, I think this jo- this this episode had some really really great ones, like Embiggen and Cromulent being uh, obviously really really great. And I'm not going to go through them in case I take anybody else's. But um, I <laughs> I will say I think the uh, I think I can take her off joke is very funny. The sh- actual shooting lessens it a bit for me. I think it's very funny. Okay. <laughs> I like the idea that, yes, they were going to shoot this eight-year-old girl if she tries to badmouth Jebediah's yeah. field. But I like, I, I prefer the idea that, like, they're like, okay, good, she didn't do it, let's go home. I, it's weird to me that they shoot anyway. And they never really say how it happened or why. Yeah. yeah. It could just be a slip of, like, Quimby could just be palling around with him again and mm. they accidentally shoot yeah, it off. Like, drunk. <laughs> they are very stupid. <laughs> uh, mine is uh, definitely... Uh, honorable mention to one and my favorite one are both Hurlbut quotes. Um, my favorite mm. one, or well, honorable mention is uh, I just got over my Chester A arthritis and then he laughs and says, you had arthritis? <laughs> 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 totally missing the joke. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but my favorite one is uh, you're banned from this institution. Yep. You and your children and your children's children for three months. <laughs> Very funny. Yeah. <laughs> Connor? Um, definitely the skull mimicry. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have you ever worked for you? No, no, <laughs> did think, not. No. Um, I feel like, I feel like uh, a lot of the historical references kind of went over my head. I was like, oh, I like that's a historical figure. I can tell based on context, but I can't can't give it to any of those. I feel like I've, it's got to be. I don't know what Bart line it is, but it's one of them. <laughs> Maybe an amalgamation of them. Can I <laughs> Is do it that? The corn line. <laughs> I like that's what really like. I was like, okay, this episode's gonna be pretty funny, <laughs> regardless of what happens. <laughs> or, or maybe just the ridiculousness of it. I'll choose this one. The writing of ha 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 ha
So that was kind of interesting. That is interesting. <laughs> Bart, Bart the Fink, Lisa the Iconoclast, Homer the Smithers. Very cool. Don't nope. get a Marge one. <laughs> nope, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, well. um, but that's okay. Uh, so that'll be good. Mm-hmm. That'll, you know, you call this postum. You don't know where that's from? Nope. Okay. <laughs> it's from the next episode. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> you call this a supercomputer? You know, he's like angry, and we'll watch the episode. Yeah, you'll, you'll we'll watch it. It's probably the one of this season I've seen the least, Oh, really? To be honest. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, it's I, a, yeah. It's a very good episode. And we'll talk about that, I because I don't know, I honestly don't know why. Oh, um, wait, no, I think I do. And we'll oh, talk about it. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next time on Two yeah. Bad Neighbors. Um, but, uh, well, we thanks to Connor for joining us this time. Thank you for having me this time. Thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, you can find us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Bad Neighbors Pod. You can email us at the Hammock District on third at gmail.com. Numerical three. And uh, you can always leave us a review on iTunes. You can subscribe to our Patreon, get bonus episodes. Uh, we're maybe going to be recording a bonus episode tonight. So seeing how seeing how the day how goes. scratchy our throats are exactly yeah. So look S- out for that. Um, scratchier the better. Mm. It's podcasting. And uh, we after might all. S- we might start doing some polls on uh, zombie episodes to cover. So yeah. So check it out. Check it out. And In- interact with yeah. us. It's yeah. cool. Um, we have some mailbag that I forgot to get to this episode, but we ran out of time, so we'll do it next time. So yep. Um, anything else? Any final thoughts? Uh, Connor, do you have anything to plug? Mm, you know, just keep keep your eyes out for me. Um, you know, in the alley uh, behind your house. Oh uh, God! Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm doing. I'll do. I do comedy and things and stuff all the time. Um, if you ever want to listen to uh, local uh, artist interview based podcast, uh, you can listen to Deep Thoughts with Connor Christmas and Gang. Not a huge canon to get through, so got a road trip or something perfect for you if you want to find out some new uh local artists to be into it'll be good for that too yeah awesome and as for me make sure to check out why academy premiering this weekend uh it's our new podcast on boathouse where i interview improvisers in the guise of superheroes that they just made up it's gonna be fun we've already recorded five episodes and they're a lot of fun (laughs) I recorded them with a bunch of people from Lethbridge and Lethbridge is great so that's about it thanks everybody keep watching the skis